We acknowledge our own umbilical cord is symbolic of the invisible connection between our soul and the massive spiritual resource that nurtures it. With the snip of the surgeon's scalpel and a breath of this world's dysfunctional air, we begin to accept madness as a substitution for truth. This creates an internal void of incompletion that leaves us susceptible to the trappings of attachment addiction. Our loving nature learns to fear. Our receptive mind becomes reactive. A reactive mind is a fearful mind that tends to brace up against threats and shrink back from unfamiliar experiences. Out of a need for order and certainty, a fearful mind becomes obsessed with control. Fear and control twist our God-given desires into habitual patterns of obsession and compulsion. Fear and control can also increase anxiety and depression. In fact, the more we attempt to control, the more miserable we become. Under these conditions, we shut ourselves off from truth and love. We fall into predictable routines, often doing the same thing day after day. This lack of newness causes endorphin, serotonin, and dopamine levels to diminish. This results in a constant need for distraction and relief. This cycle of perpetual need depletes natural resources and squanders human potential. As life continues, we begin fearing all sorts of things. Yes, we fear being hurt or killed, but more often it's the threat of embarrassment, domination, or rejection that keeps us constrained. Before we know it, fear has had its way with us. We abandon our joyous nature and begin to suffer the human condition. We endure unwanted, often traumatic experiences and create habitual patterns in response to those experiences. In other words, we create survival patterns to help us avoid unwanted feelings and circumstances that we swear we cannot and will not ever allow to happen again. Thus, we become focused on avoiding what we don't want. Our survival patterns become habitual. A habit pattern is a behavior, trait, or characteristic acquired through frequent repetition or psychological exposure. We can identify three basic types of habit patterns. Those are mental or thought patterns, emotional or feeling patterns, and physical and action patterns. All habit patterns originate within the mind. Most elicit emotional or physical responses. For example, resentments often have an emotion attached to them. And interestingly enough, the word resent is derived from a French word meaning to feel again. Habitual thought invokes habitual emotional response. Habit patterns underlie an unconscious creator's attitude and outlook. These patterns may have served a purpose at one point, but today they block our ability to realize our desired purpose. It is essential that we expose these aspects of our unconscious identity in order to liberate ourselves from fear and control. When we acknowledge, we recognize by word and or deed that we know and agree with something. Sometimes this acknowledgement is made begrudgingly after much self-inflicted suffering. 
Some of us can identify the habit pattern right away. Others may recognize habit patterns only after wondering what is keeping this particular need unfulfilled. Whether we acknowledge the pattern or the neglected need, we are beginning to accept the reality of our situation. We admit the truth. We admit the truth back inside of our heart and inside of our mind. We have had to deny the truth in order to live a lie. Now we can acknowledge the lie and begin living our truth once again. Are you ready to acknowledge habit patterns that undermine your purpose? Okay, so this is the after reading podcast uh, segment. And I wanted to clarify some information within this reading. First off, in the very first paragraph, it says that this creates an internal void of incompletion that leaves us susceptible to the trappings of attachment addiction. So we want to get into two aspects here. We want to talk a little bit about the void of incompletion. But first, let's talk about attachment addiction. In Conscious Creators, we define attachment addiction as we look at attachment addiction as a type of attachment disorder. Survivors of trauma and neglect have trouble establishing and maintaining healthy bonds. Addiction often results from our struggles to sustain emotional closeness with others. Having inadequate tools to address our lack of connection, we often forgo intimate bonds and attach to things instead. We perform various rituals to compensate for our lack of connection. What began as rubbing the edge of a blanket or thumb sucking in our youth evolves into alcoholism and obsessive compulsive orders in adulthood, for example. These rituals of self-soothing become our habitual patterns. So that gives you an idea right there. So if you grew up in a traumatic and uncertain uh, environment or a neglectful environment, then, you know, chances are, if you're anything like us, you learn to regulate your emotions with things, not people. People were erratic. They were unpredictable. They were unsafe and they were uncertain as unsafe and uncertain as a snake in the garden of Eden. So we clutched to mechanisms of addiction much like a child would grab for their blanket during thunderstorms now let's move on to this internal void of incompletion what do we mean when we say that well a mechanism becomes addictive because something essential is lacking humans have fundamental needs and when those needs are neglected we become incomplete as children we are often unaware of this fact a child doesn't say, well, you know what, my, my life's missing love, intimacy, you know, maybe even a little creative expression. No, no, no. They say there's something wrong here and it's either with me or the world. So interestingly enough, the recognition that there is something wrong is the very beginning of the downfall because that thought as a child or even an adolescent is followed up with a very simple all or nothing logical conclusion. They'll say, well, the world's scary and fucked up and I need to protect myself or I'm scary and fucked up and I need the protection of others. And that fundamental choice in that moment, you have to understand that's the same traumatic experience that both those individuals are having, but their response to that experience sets in motion a chain of events that looks drastically different to anyone who might be observing from the outside.
Let's take a closer look. So, those who decide that there is something wrong with the world take extreme measures to keep themselves safe. They become driven by their decision. Driven so hard, in fact, that their laborious climb up the social hierarchy quite often, quite often costs them their heart and soul. This is why it can be said that some of the poorest among us have nothing but money. Then there are those who decided that there was something wrong with them rather than with the world. These folks seem unable to make their way through life. They spend much of their time demanding to be saved. They make everything someone else's fault. One person goes to great lengths to hide their victimhood, while the other person goes to great lengths to personify it. Now, in either case, these decisions are self-defeating. Yes, perhaps in a moment or even several moments there's something wrong, but not in every single moment, nor every moment that is yet to happen. Uh, when, we allow, when we allow our experiences to define us or the world, we disconnect from real, authentic, spiritual, infinite truth. Okay, so we're just well, there's there's sections that cover that in greater length, but this is all stuff that's going on inside of us. So that decision in that source point moment of trauma and neglect creates an identity, and that identity has a story it's stringing along. It's got some beliefs that it believes are its truth, and it's got its ideas on just about everything. So. Attachment addiction, we attach to external mechanisms like codependence, alcohol, drugs, sex, all those, you know, and the, 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 the drive for power and prestige. But we're the more insidious attachment addiction is our attachment to our narratives, our ideas, and our beliefs. And so in the first measure of our process, we're acknowledging all this. We're unpacking it. Okay. So that's basically what this we acknowledge uh, section in the first measure is about. So we're going to keep moving forward here. And we're going to, the next section is going to talk specifically about what are these fundamental needs? What do we mean when we say a fundamental need? So stay tuned. <laughs>